yet. Yes. Well, why don't we uh, start with the serenity prayer, and uh, so then we'll get going. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we cannot, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, now, do you have a preferred format, or are you open to a suggestion? I'm open to any suggestion. I, I don't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> so, my favorite PRG format through trial and error is one that I inherited from someone else, and I forget who, but it's it's you do it in there are three phases. Phase one is you start with gratitude. Okay. And the reason you, you start with gratitude, it just sets a, a positive tone. Sure. And even in your shittiest month, there's going to be stuff you're grateful for, and you're not having shitty months, you know, so. And then, and then you talk about numbers. Okay. You know, you, and most people, I mean, you're, you're, you're good with that. Like, you, you know, you know, what a, you know what a balance sheet and an income statement is. A lot of people don't. So, like, and then we finally talk about pressures because oh. pressures usually come out of the, I mean, the numbers are like the proof point of, the numbers are like, this is my life in numbers, and, and let me now pull out a few things where I have some pressures. Cool. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought that we would want to talk about pressures first to get it out there and then talk about everything else. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, I mean, the thing is, and I totally understand that as well and most many people do start with the pressures because it is a pressure relief group but what i find is when, when you start talking with the pressures suddenly it's an hour later and all we've done is talk about pressures and solutions and, and that's that's important but i think and you know the the gratitude takes it, it could take three minutes it doesn't have to take 20 minutes it's right. not a third time it's just it's, yeah. just it's just a good psychic way to start no i love that yeah uh well i, I could do that um, so a big gratitude over the last couple months, we were able to save up and buy a Yukon, a, a Yukon Denali. And we're very happy about that. It's, uh, we, we kind of threw money into our emergency fund and stored up that until it got to be where that was 50,000 instead of 30,000. And so we had like that 20,000 there extra to buy the car with. And then, um, so that's really been nice because we had a 2007 Tahoe that was, it was just time, you know, we had been driving it for, for eight years or nine years. And, um, so that was really nice to have a, and it's a Denali now, which is really nice. And, um, uh, my wife drives that full time. And so, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. Um, for gratitudes, we had a, a stellar year last year. Um, as far as income going up, I actually feel like I'm at a job now where I can make substantial amount of money. <laughs> Uh, and not, uh, yeah, and it, it is going really well. Um, uh, my wife's wedding business is, is going great. She's, uh, she pretty much doubled her net income last year, um, w which is incredible. And I've got some numbers on that. I worked with her before the PRG to try to pull some numbers there. So I've got some things to share on that. And is she, is she a, remind me, is she a wedding planner? Is that her business? Right. She, uh, she started a business 14 years ago called Megan Warren Weddings. Right. Yeah, if you go to meganwarrenweddings.com. Yeah, she, she really does a lot of, um, you know, started out she was doing like, um, 
uh, random weddings here and there when she was working at the art museum. Uh, she got to know a lot about the the vendors and the caterers and all those. People would use the museum as a, as a wedding location. Right. And, and so she really got to where people were like, hey, can you help me plan my wedding? And she started doing it on the side and got to where that was more fun and more income than um, – than doing the what you know working at the art museum for thirty five thousand a year or whatever. <laughs> so. I mean, I'm always shocked at how little a lot of these nonprofits pay, and they yeah. they end up being you know it's people who can afford to have a, a low income is what it, it so it ends up being kind of this elitist thing. Which is, it's also not fun for other reasons, you know. Well, it, it got to where she was in tears and ready to get out of there, so it was like, okay, well, let's go do this. So. She, she took all that knowledge and started a wedding planning business. And, you know, several years ago, she was voted Columbia's best wedding planner. Um, and she's traveled up to Highlands, North Carolina, and done some weddings in Charleston here and there, Greenville. So, yeah, it's done when really well. What's that? When did she start that full time? Um, well, probably when she was tw- 25. Or- well, like, like, when did she start the wedding planning business uh, and leave the nonprofit? Recently, or uh, about? Well, she was twenty-five, so I, I, it was probably about uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, fourteen years ago she started it. Fourteen years ago. I got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool, cool. But uh, yeah, no, it's been it, it's really been great, and, and that's just been a great because it's we're both at a place now where we're both like we're self-employed because uh, I'm making commission now and she's doing that. Um, so, and you know, everything's going great from, a, from a, a family relationship, from a sexual relationship, from a spiritual relationship. I feel like things are really on point with all that. Uh, so it all kind of intersects, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not- I love that. I'm glad to hear. So let's talk about your numbers. Should I open one of these? Well, let me just share this because I got it. I added oh, a couple easy. things here. Um, let's see if I can share this. I started working in Canva. Have you ever worked in Canva? I've used Canva to design invitations and business cards, but never to do uh, other stuff. Well, I've been. Um, and I kick myself for not investing in Canva. I, I had an opportunity to. Uh, it's been a great private equity investment for someone I know. Really? Company, it's, it's an Australian company, and I had some RC friends who loved it. They're like, oh, we always use Canva. And then I, a venture, a venture capital investor, I was like, oh, do you want to come into the Canva deal? Where it's, they're doing a, a fundraise. And I think it went public, and just, it's been a really successful company. Anyway. Um, well, I... There's lots of things that we could talk about with Canva. I'm trying to minimize. I've never done it this way as far as sharing my screen. I don't know how Teams works because I I use Zoom and Google Meet, so I can't really. Yeah, just bear with me one second. I see the top pressures. All right, so we're not going to talk about pressures yet because we want to talk about (laughs) the, 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 the numbers first. So we'll come back to that. I put this little slide in here. I worked to try to get together the numbers so total gross in total gross income last year was 224 which is incredible in my opinion because i had no idea it was that high um i i went from a uh, seventy five thousand dollar 
salary job in May and switched to my $75,000 base pay plus commissions and made 105 um, last year. And that was a kind of blended year between jobs as I transitioned from job to job. Um, so this year I expect it to be more. <clears throat> um, and then with Medigan's wedding business, she, she netted 119. Uh, wow. she, yeah, she grows 235. <laughs> I love it. She, I love it. She grows two two thirty five in weddings and then had 116,000 in expenses. You know, she paid some help and you know, paid for meals and travel and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, so that means she netted 119. So that's incredible, in my opinion, compared to where we were. Congratulations, that's huge. <laughs> that, and, and, and again, her income, it was about 55,000 net last year. Like the year before. So she doubled in a year. Right. So all of a sudden, we have this big tax bill because <laughs> our accountant's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's. Well, I, I, guess, I guess coming out of COVID, there was a backlog of weddings that yep. were delayed for two years. I mean, I just know that from it friends' is. kids, really. I mean, I'm 60 now, so it's my friends' kids who are getting married. So uh, That's right. You know, it's, I just hear about it. It's like, yeah, we postponed it twice, you know. And finally had it this year. That's it. That, that's exactly it. And and a lot of the, I mean, she did a couple like outside in some client's backyard, you know, they had a, a wedding. Um, but so with this little exercise here under the bottom, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do, Dave Ramsey preaches that 15% of your income should be, go to retirement. And I was trying to come up with what that number was. Um, and he talks about it should be your gross. And so I, uh, I added up a couple of things. Megan and I put 30900 30, into retirement. I got a match of 1900 from my company. And then we put an extra 24000 toward our house principal. I don't think that Dave is counting that, okay? But if you skip on down here, I took that out. And so the 32800 is what we put into retirement. That comes to exactly 15%. And I didn't even I, like I didn't even plan it. It just I was adding it up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's exactly fifteen percent. It's like fourteen point seven percent or something." I love it. And I then, it. but then, if you put this extra twenty four thousand that we've put at the house to try to knock it down, um, it comes to twenty five percent of our income of our gross is coming um, into the house and retirement. So, let me ask you a question about that. And again, I'm not an expert, but. Your house is financed with a mortgage, correct? Correct. And what's the rate on your mortgage? Uh, 4.32. Something like okay. that. And if you accelerate the payment, and you're allowed to accelerate the payment of the principal according to your terms of your mortgage? Correct. Without a penalty? Okay. Uh, so, Hold that thought because I think I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of going in three directions, but yeah. in one. But um, it's because if you have a cheap mortgage, it might, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with having debt that's backed by an asset. Mm-hmm. And people who are much smarter than I am, um, who are also tax aware, are like, you know. Paying down a mortgage faster is not always the smartest thing, especially when it's at a low rate. 
it's almost better to take that money and invest it because mm-hmm. it'll grow faster than the inch than the. It, I mean, it's 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 so contingent on so many different things that might that might or might not happen. But um, there is a philosophy. I mean, I totally respect Dave Ramsey, and I totally respect the no debt lifestyle. But asset based debt. I mean, when when we purchase big things mm-hmm. like a house, very few people have the cash to buy a house, and if you and we've come out of twenty years of historically low interest rates. Like most mortgages, you know, when I was, you know, young, were like seven, eight percent. Right. And they've been like they've been like two, three percent. Yours is a little higher than some people I know, but yeah. Well, so, um, I I don't. I'm not suggesting you do anything differently, and I respect paying down. A well, debt the goal is to ultimately pay it off, right? Like that's my goal. Uh, it it and if I can turn it well and, and if I could go from a thirty year to a fifteen, we saved like two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars in interest over time. Of course, you know. So, yeah. so where what we've been doing over the last uh, twelve months is or or thirteen or fourteen months is instead of our two thousand dollar house bill, we've paid four thousand dollars. Okay, and so we're. We've, you know, that other that other twelve grand is is going toward. Um, is it twelve grand or twenty four? The extra twenty four grand is going toward the principal on the back end, and and so, um, I'm yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but uh, I ultimately want to pay it off, and so we're just trying to. Uh, so I, I've updated this. I don't. I think I've updated it since I sent you it two hours ago. But um, our next. Well, let me just start at the top because these are kind of gratitude things too. It, it's, a, it's good for me to refresh my memory on this. You know, back in 2019, we saved up a thousand dollars for an emergency fund. That's when I officially joined DA, March 1st, 2019, because my sobriety date in AA from drugs and alcohol was March 1st, 2018. And so officially one year later, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, officially I'm ready to start DA one year after I got sober. Cause I was like, I got a handle on this, I think. And now I need to work on my money. <laughs> and so that's why I put March 1st there. Cause that was when, you know, I said, okay, let me save up a thousand dollars. Megan and I, did the debt snowball thing and we paid off $68,000 within a year of, of debt, of credit card debt and um, loans and taxes and that kind of stuff. And then we saved up a prudent reserve of it. Three months was $20,000 of expenses. Six months was $40,000. So we saved 30,000. That was between three to six months of expenses. It, it took us about a year to, to save that up in 2021. And then, uh, so now we, we, I have this goal of saving 15% of all income toward retirement. Uh, we started that in 2021. We saved up and paid cash for a trip to Disney World, uh, uh, Disney with Maddie. We paid $5,400. Um, that was a, that was a great trip to, to be able to take solvently. And then, and then recently Wonderful. we paid this thirty nine thousand in cash for a Tahoe, um, or I mean a, a Yukon after we sold the Tahoe. And so the next big things on the list are 
all of a sudden, we met with our, our accountant for a tax planning meeting in December for the end of 2022. And she was like, uh, <laughs> hello, you, you guys made like double your money. So we made interest. I mean, uh, excuse me, we made estimated tax payments. But she's like, You're, you need to come up with $31,000 between now and the April 15th. Um, b- b- basically because of Megan's income was so high. Right. Uh, and we've already contributed 13700 towards that. So we got six. Um, and I actually found prior to this that that's actually needs to be $5,000 higher. So we've paid 18700 than 50. Um, so we owe about 12 left. Oh, 31 is the total, not what you need to come up with in addition. 31 is the total. Yes. And we already have paid since December to now. She paid, you know, a big $10,000 check that she paid a $5,000 check. And then we've paid a little bit each month since December. Um, so I still owe about $12,000 toward that 31,000. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but then, you know, that 31,000 is if we contribute 27,000 as well to her SEP retirement ac- account. So we're going to save 25 cents on the dollar toward taxes if we are able to put money uh, toward her retirement account. Because it'll reduce her taxable income. Correct. And so that it's kind of a circle formula, you know. <laughs> That's why we have accountants. I know, I know. And she's she's like, so the most that Megan can contribute is twenty seven thousand. So, uh, but we don't have to fund it until I believe she said September. Um, okay. So it's usually it's usually um, it's usually tax day. It's usually tax day of the year after, like it's. I mean, your accountant knows best, and SEP might be different than usual. But you, you can, you can, I can put money into my 2022 401k uh, as late as September. I mean, April 17th to count towards last year. They give you that extra time after the end of the calendar year, up until your taxes are due, to put money in for last for the the prior year. Uh, I, and I think you might be right on there. I'm a little vague on if it's due April 15th or if it's due September. I don't think it's due April, but we have to double check. Yeah, that could I, be different. But I mean, it's just funny. It's funny because I just I, I just retook my exams, and this is this is this I, is one of the questions. Well, I feel like they actually she actually said you have to have it paid. You have to have it funded by the time that you submit your returns. So I don't know if she's planning on doing a late submittal in September. Uh, I mean, that's what it is. Right? You know, like a delayed submit um, tax return. Uh, but anyway, I, so I put that in there because the first priority is the income taxes. The second priority is this SEP retirement. And then this is something that I really wanted to talk about. Um, this yeah. whole payoff mom and dad. Uh, I've got... 46,300 left on a loan that I had committed to $100 a month when I got sober. It, it, it was a loan that I took out back when I had the solar business. Um, two different loans, one of 25,000, one of 30,000. 
And then there's this little thing that I want to do about buy a Tesla. <laughs> um, we're planning on going to our 40th year, our 40, uh, for our 40th birthdays, we're going to go with a, another couple to Greece and and Italy. And so we're trying to get, we're trying to save up, up 10,000 by 2024. And then Maddie's college pay off the house. We've got $222,000 left on the house. The current value is 512. So we've, we've gotten a lot of, um, equity in it Great. since we what, what, bought it. What, what was it? What did you pay for it? Three, 339. Great. Yeah. We paid 339 nine years ago and it's already at 512. <laughs> so, I love it. Um, and then, so this whole Dave Ramsey thing, and, and we, you know, this is not really a, a debate. It's just kind of what he says to do that. And I don't, I don't know how I'll deal with it when the time comes, but his whole thing is, you know, pay off the debt, pay off your house and then stockpile cash and then pay cash for your real estate investments. That's what he recommends to do. Everybody else out there in the world says, you know, if you have a $100,000 saved up, that means you could buy $300,000 in real estate. So I don't know how we'll deal with that, but ultimately I would ha- like to have real estate. So I'll give you, a, I'll, I'll give you the 30 second version of, of that. Sure. So if assets are growing faster than the rate of interest, you should, you should finance with debt. Mm-hmm. So if, if the return on real estate is 10% a year and the cost of money is 4% a year, you should, you should pay it with borrowed money because you, you get a 4% spread or whatever, a 6% spread. So that's why I said, you know, if, if, if you're paying down your house faster, but you're only, your mortgage is only 4.5%, and if you put that same money in the stock market, and in theory the stock market on average over a full cycle, it goes up 7% a year. Hmm. So you're, you know, had you, if you invest that money in the stock market instead, in theory, you're losing out on a three, 3% return per year. But the thing is the stock market, as we know, it, it, it it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't go up in, in even increments. It, it crashes and rebounds quickly and crashes. It's just, so it's, you know, when you're when you're looking out ten years, as you do with a mortgage, or twenty or thirty years, you know. Now I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just that that's just that's just the wisdom in, yeah. in why financing long duration assets is what assets that you pay out that that you keep for a long time. Um, you know, look at their return versus the cost of money, uh, and now the cost of money has gone up a lot recently the cost of money used to be really for, I mean it's been unprecedented for the last 20 years borrowing money has been so cheap mm-hmm. like even Dave Ramsey was fully tempted to take out loans if that's one or two percent because you know look if you're buying something and you're only having to pay one or two percent for the money and it's going up ten percent a year like New York real estate has been you know straight line up so not that I've been doing it myself but just I'm just saying yeah so so that's the thinking behind financing with debt. Um, if you're buying a if you're buying a real asset, it's not it's not it doesn't contravene DA's philosophy. Well, I keep having this um, 
this theory because I, I listen to <laughs> all of my mastermind people. I, I, that's I, great. You all need these things. I, all the people I listen to are like feeding both ways, right? So I've got the Dave telling me this, and then I've got the Grant Cardones and the Robert Kiyosaki's and the all these big real estate mongols that are like, you know, debt is good. Debt is your friend when you're buying assets. And yeah. so I, I somehow think that I'm terminally unique in that I can do both and that I, I, I can pay off my house and then stockpile some cash and use that to, you know, how great would it be to not have to worry about them taking my house if the real estate deals go bad, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I'm trying to do both. Um, and, I, and you know, it's, it's funny. You reminded me of something when I when I was young in finance. I remember this guy that I worked with who was a more he was like a senior partner, and I was like the new kid on the block on the desk. And he was buying a house, and he said, "You know, the thing about a house, the house you live in, you know, it's you can't really see it in purely investment terms because it's it's where you live, it's where your kids grow up. It's like there's a whole other." attachment and use for it it's not like this this right it's not like a stock buy sell it's unemotional it's different so it's different and he said you know and this guy this guy was an accountant by training he said he said i put my house in my consumption bucket not uh, my asset bucket because uh-huh. it's part of it's part of like like food is consumption clothing is consumption it's not an asset that it's not a long duration asset so technically, real estate is a long duration asset, but emotionally, it's consumption, and so it's, yeah. it's just not economical in some ways. It's it's uh, yeah, that, that's very cool, I, and that's several people have said that they think you should uh, you know rent rent houses instead of owning your house, um, and I, it's just a whole philosophical thing about walking on the land that you own, you know. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, yeah, having something that people can't take away one day, if, if that's yeah, if you want it. But um, so the rest of these we don't have to necessarily go through. But ultimately, at the end, there once I have enough wealth and real estate assets that they're producing passive income, I I do hope to move into number eighteen, which is this whole provide clean air, water, food, energy through solar container growth sites and sell them internationally. Like I. That's my. That's still my dream and passion and vision uh, that I want to do one day. It, 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 yeah. it, it's that vision that if I woke up one day with 10, 10 million in the bank, what would I do with it? Well, that's what I would do. And you know, five years from now, the, all the technology around those things will, will probably have gotten a lot cheaper and more efficient and better. With all the three bills that got passed last year in the U.S. Absolutely infrastructure bill, the IRA, and the other bill. It's like the, all this federal money's going in and all the private money's going to follow. So. It's coming, I love this chart, by the way. It's just all coming together, I feel like. You it know. really is. Um, yeah, so this is pretty cool because I was able to track you know, total savings and assets, um, and those have gone up. Uh, the red line is debt. Debt's gone down. You can see that one little spike a few months ago, that was when we, like in October, that was when we bought the um, the the Yukon. But we paid ten thousand down, took out a little loan for the remainder, and paid it off within a month. But they wouldn't let us 
pay it all at one time. We could only do like 10,000 a week or something. And so, it, it, you know, it was like, oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. Uh, it's, it's paid off. But the best line is the net worth line. The net worth, you can see it in 2020 of December, it was about 200,000. Uh, uh, 200, and then now we're about 525. Uh, this is this is a cool chart that I so I track my net worth like on a daily basis pretty much and uh, just for fun I graph it <laughs> and it. and uh, it was negative three hundred and thirty thousand when I came into to DA it was negative three hundred and thirty thousand because I had lines of credit I couldn't pay I, I was upside down tremendously I, I didn't put that in here because it skews the graph too much but. Basically, from the, the moment when I walked into DA, it, it was zero or ne- negative fifty thousand, and now we're up to five fifty, or, or excuse me, five twenty-five. So, if I follow the trend line, I ran a few little numbers here, and uh, basically, it's a spread of in in February of twenty twenty. I was at 140,000 net worth. And then February of 2023, it was 522. So that's a $382,000 gain in three years. It comes to 127,000 a year. So if I continue on that plan, I, and you can see here, I, I made the chart to be a million because my goal is to you know get to a million. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they said that, you know, well, one million dollars minus the five twenty-seven that I'm at now comes to four hundred and seventy-five left, divided by the one twenty-seven that I'm going to make or that I'm going up at each year. Long story short, it's going to come come down to about three and a half years left until we hit the one million dollar mark. Perfect. And then these are just some of the slides that I've I put in here. Um, I have defined my life purpose to to be that I help people have clean air, clean water, clean food, and clean energy that's affordable, sustainable, and safe through indoor farming containers with controlled environment agriculture, solar that charges batteries, and water purification. Um, I've I've worked real hard on that, and I think it's right, you know, about dialed in the way it is. And the the best way I can think about it is. Right now, I'm focused on the clean air part. You know, I'm mastering the humidity, the temperature, how to get that dialed in from a commercial standpoint. Um, I've got the agriculture part, and I've got the energy piece already in my portfolio of job careers. Um, The clean water, that's simply going to be something where, you know, when we've got this, this shipping container, if you look at the bottom right one here, it says give power. That's an Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk has this Give Power um, nonprofit, but really what they're doing is using all these solar panels and shipping containers to take the salt water out of seawater and make it into drinking uh, water. Desalination. Correct. Through reverse osmosis. And so. I th- I'm trying to take the best of all three and say, okay, well, we we can 
we got to have the clean water for the hydroponics. But once we have that figured out, we can supply the local community with free water that's clean and drinkable. We have these big containers that are perfect for growing crops. We could do that. Um, this is one of my favorite pieces. You know, you put it in a remote village like in the middle of Honduras or somewhere, you know, Guatemala, and you can grow the seedlings and the saplings for all these crops. Um, it, you can see they've got water, water here. Yeah. Um, this is a slide I put together back when I had the solar business of we could either use solar panels or we could use hydro. There's this thing called Pico Hydro and it's with like under 6KW, they call it Pico Hydro, which is small hydro. But there are places like Honduras where they have the, the sunny season and they have the rainy season. So where we don't have the sun, I believe we can make make do with hydropower. Um, and this is just a quick little graphic I found that you know the DC goes in to charge the batteries the batteries then goes into the inverter. Um, there's a generator generator that runs off of the DC power to power the lights and everything inside. And then the little logo is something I had made five years ago with the solar business, but I thought we could call them Warren Solar Power Pods. I love it. And then, you know, not, not only do you have power and charging areas, but we'll have the ability to have Wi-Fi and... Um, you know, water for your purification, sensors. Uh, we can check these things on our iPads from America. We can monitor things for these folks. Uh, so this is a little bit of my vision here that I, I, I thought I should share. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So now let's talk about your pressures. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's go back to that. Um, my the the first one would be i met with my therapist this last week and he suggested that we really double down on this on on trying to pay off dad um, and he said that from uh the standpoint of um give me just one second the reason why i brought it up is because Three years ago, when I created the payment plan for my dad, it was basically $100 a month. That was back in, in 2019 when I was trying to make all of my amends. Um, and, of course, he was fine with, with $100 a month. He's like, whatever you can do is fine, Matt. Um, he, he, you know, he's not in need of it right now, but... Um, I'm making a lot more than I did back then. My the reason why it, it, it is where it is today is because I didn't knock it out with the other sixty-eight thousand dollars of debt. Is because you know Dave Ramsey said you've got active debt and you've got inactive debt. The active debt are things like credit cards, people that are knocking at your door, sending you letters. Those are the active debt. The inactive debt are people like your neighbor that you might owe a thousand dollars or your parents. And so this whole difference between active and inactive debt with the inactive debt, I started working on that once we paid off all the active debt. 
Um, what I don't want to do is I don't want to get to the point where I'm happily driving a Tesla and still owe dad, you know, 30 grand. I I don't want to get to the point where I've got the house paid off and Maddie's college fully funded and I still owe dad 30 grand. <laughs> um, so my therapist was like, you know, part of this whole DA thing is the spiritual aspect of it. Um, so I'll I'll pause right there. You know, it's also didn't you also share with me that you're are you also you're also an ACA? Yes, right? yes. As I, as I've been, so you know, in ACA, I mean, ACA, and then I mean, Aladon is related to it as well. You know, it's just having having healthy boundaries and having a having a non-commercial loan with your, with a parent. I mean, I, I meet so many DA people that's, you know, like grown up men who still get the parents bail them out. Right. And I'm kind of like, you know, right. Fuck, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, and I guess, and maybe this is me, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, I totally understand like you were newly sober, et cetera. That, that's totally appropriate. But I totally understand wanting to accelerate paying that off. And it's it's not dissing your father. It's just you want to be a grown man. No, I, I borrowed the money when I was at rock bottom and needed it to buy more solar panels to finish a job. And, it, you know, I had no bank would loan me any more money. I couldn't put anything else on the credit card. And I said, you know, he said, how much you need? I said, 25000 Well, I used that to buy panels and other stuff, drugs and alcohol, all the above. And then it wasn't too long. Three months later, I needed $34,000. And so, you know, if if he gave me twenty five the first time, he'd give me thirty the second time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when the shit hit the fan, it was $55,000 that I still owe him, you know, that really is bad solar debt, but he's my dad. I need to pay him back, right? It's also... You know, he was enabling an active alcohol, an active. I mean, were you active at the time? Oh my gosh, was I active? Absolutely. So I mean, he he unwittingly enabled his active son. You know, had he said "fuck you," I'm not giving you money. Figure it out. You might have come into AA that much sooner. And I'm just saying, it's true. It 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 enabled me for six more months, probably. So, it also might have saved your life. Who knows? But, but I am grateful. <laughs> no, the thing is, on the other side, it might have saved your life. And, and and on the other side of it, hey, what a great, what a what a more perfect opportunity to build their trust. By every month, mom gets a Venmo ding where I'm making a hundred dollar payment every month. So, the you know the the the, the trust bank is full. Um, it's overflowing. You know, so yeah. I'd have never had that opportunity either if if I didn't, you know, if I wasn't given the money. But how many how many siblings do you have? I forget. I've got an older brother and a younger sister, so I'm the middle. And do they, I'm on the middle too. And do they? What What's the financial relationship your parents have with each of the three of you? Uh, my brother, he's five years older than me. Uh, he's self sustaining. Uh, makes great money at a, 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 a as the IT director at a large hospital chain. Oh, wow. um, okay. Uh, and his wife 
works part-time. My sister is two and a half years younger than me. He pretty much enables her. Um, she's got some mental health issues, um, bipolar, but lives by herself, single, um, a lot of resentment there growing up that I've worked through because, you know, I had to earn my money to buy my own car. He bought her car, (laughs) you know, uh, so our, my brother and I, our relationship with my parents and money is different than my sister and their relationship with money. Um, I just asked. I was just curious. So. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, let's 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 look at all four. Yep. So. Fear of paying off home early. Yeah, the fear of paying off the home early. So, when I hit rock bottom, I there was a hundred and and. $22,000 judgment that got put on my house as a lien. The lien was because I could not pay a line of credit for Southern First Bank. So I couldn't pay the credit back. So the fear is that they could come for the house if I pay it off. Um, and I've got, you know, $200,000 left on the, on the house. 10 years from the time that the judgment is put on there, after 10 years, the judgment falls off. So in 2020, in in 2030, there will not be a lien on the house anymore. And Megan and I have said, you know, we're not going anywhere. Um, But this fear was put in my head from the attorney that was helping me get out of all this mess. Um, it's just it just makes it a little one one step um, more cumbersome if they wanted to come after you in say eight years from now. It makes it one step more cumbersome if you have a loan with a bank than if you have it paid off. I don't know how liens work. So was it debt that was was it debt that you couldn't pay back and it was forgiven? That well, it's not forgiven. It's put on the house. So if I so if I went to sell the house, say within the next ten years, between now and and twenty thirty, if I went to sell the house and we sold it for six hundred thousand dollars, we'd have to pay them one hundred and twenty two out of that six hundred thousand. Who do you owe one hundred and twenty two thousand to? Uh, a bank, Southern First, that was from yeah. the the bad solar debt. Oh, uh, so, so you have a hundred. So you have one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars in bad solar debt, right? Okay. That. And are you, are you paying that back separately? No, we're not planning on paying that back. That was. That was part of that three hundred thirty thousand dollars that I was in debt when the solar business went upside down. So you did, did the company declare bankruptcy? Is that? The- no, but we were right on the line of it. This, the attorney okay. helped me walk it out and get out of there un- alive. <laughs> right. Um, right. But part of that was to sign over a to sign over a um, uh, an attorney letter that said that I agree that I owe this money to the bank and the in in return 
they'll stop coming after me, but a lien will just be on the house. And so we said, okay, that sounds great. We're not going to go anywhere. So it's it's money that they'll never collect unless you sell the house. Correct. And at 10 years, it just, it's forgiven, it's sort gone. Of, so to speak, written off? Yes, it's gone. Okay. I mean, they wrote, they wrote it off in 2020 when they put yeah. put the lien on my house. The bank wrote it off as, you know, we're not going to get this. But in, in return, they put this lien on my house, which is part of the process. And and there's other little liens from solar credit cards and things that I had to just walk away from because it was so much. Um, this is where I had to cut myself some grace from DA and work through this with a sponsor because there there was the, okay, Matt, these are your personal debts and these are your business debts. The, the business died. We have to bury this. <laughs> Should happen. I mean, big, big corporations die. Right. So I'm, Thanks, you know. I am, Thanks, you know that happens. I've worked through PRGs with Hal and Amos <laughs> and to where we had to like say, okay, we, we, we got to move past that because I'll never get out of that. <laughs> you know, it, right. uh, so this is the first time I've heard of it. So it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Just, you know, that's where that came from. That's where that is. Um, and just here's a small thing. Uh, this kind of a lead is spelled L I E N, mm. not L E A N. You know that. <laughs> Thank it's you. Probably, it's probably a spell check error. Thank you. I didn't even I catch like that. that. Yeah, it's a French. It comes from the French word of uh, for loan, I think. Lien. This, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, this third one is, I, you know, I really want to buy a Tesla Model 3. Currently, I'm driving a VW Bug that my wife used to drive. I gave her the, you know, she's driving the Yukon because she takes Maddie around all the time and needs it for her right. business. Uh, but it's kind of embarrassing. You know, it's a, it, 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 it's a Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, it is paid for. It gets good mileage. Because I do travel across the counties, um, yeah. you know, there's this feeling like I don't deserve a new car. That's something I'm working through with my therapist, and I think a lot of that is from childhood. My parents and my grandparents would always say, you know, it's kind of a brainwash, but it was always this thing of we don't buy a new cars, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. I get it, uh, and I totally understand the financial, you know. But with a Tesla in particular, number one, there's not a lot on the market that are used. Number two, the used that are on the market are only like $2,000 less than a brand new one. So you might as well get a brand new one because they hold their value so well. Um, and then this last little um, little pressure here we've talked to, but our income is up, so our taxes, uh, I went from... 5500 a month in income to now averaging 11000 a month in income just two years later. And, and we talked about those big tax bills and set payments, but those are the sum of the pressures. So I'm going to go backwards. Uh, with the income tax, uh, your wife is self-employed and has her own company. Is it an S-Corp or an LLC, you happen to know? Um LLC. So with an LLC, um, we've been advised to change it over to an S corp. Okay. 
what, what you save with an S corp is you only you only pay self employment taxes on on what you draw as a salary. So let's say she takes a sixty thousand dollars salary, but the net income is one hundred and fifty. That ninety you're only paying corporate tax on, not corporate tax and self employment tax. So you're saving whatever the rate of self employment tax is with an S corp. But it only makes sense if you're grossing more than a hundred, which it looks like she is. Yeah. But uh, my real question is, um, how do each of you handle your taxes? Are you putting it like so? I'm self-employed with an LLC, and I might can convert to an S corp this year. But um, uh, I pay quarterly estimated taxes, and I use QuickBooks. And I um, one of my I won't get to it, but t- I was planning to go into QuickBooks today. Just you know, I should go on every day and categorize everything. I I end up going on once a month, and like, and you know, th- four times a year, I it tells me you got to write this check to the IRS. Mm-hmm. And I said it, and I set it up with the IRS and it goes electronically from QuickBooks to the IRS. Um, we, we pay I, quarterly taxes. If, um, okay. But they were like 5,000 a quarter instead of 15,000 right. a quarter. <laughs> and again, that's, welcome to being rich. That's a luxury problem. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a weird psychology. It's like I paid all that in taxes. Yeah, but you also earned, you know. We we, we made all of those payments. Um, they yeah. just weren't. Well, it's a great problem to have. My dad used to always say, "If you're not, you're not making money if you're not paying taxes." <laughs> you know. It's true. Yeah. So you know, it's all. But it's also smart to um, get good tax advice because you know, one part of of creating and preserving wealth is to be tax smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, there's a, there's a fine line between being, you know, this, there's a lot of stuff that's legal, but that's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Like Donald Trump kind of stands when it comes, Donald Trump is like never paid taxes. Right. You know, he, he knows every loophole and he exploits them to like, he pushes it right to the boundary and probably beyond. And so, you know, and I would, you know, I'm just speaking about me, unless, you know, um, I pay my taxes, I'm also tax smart, and I, I take advantage of certain tax benefits. There's a lot of tax benefits in the, in the renewable energy space and solar panels and electric vehicles and all that, that some of them are even expiring soonish, but um, yeah. Uh, in terms of... Uh, so there was that, there was the to lean on the house and paying the house off faster. I'm not convinced that paying the house off faster is necessarily a smart move if you're only paying 4% on your mortgage. Okay. I just share about that with some people who have mortgages. Sure. I get it. I get the emotional side, but financially, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not against it or for it. I just like, I, I need to think about it. Like it could be, it's probably it's definitely a smart move emotionally, and emotionally matters. Not we, I mean, it's important. It's it's smart to do things for emotional comfort, right? It just probably shouldn't be prioritized right now, is, is what I'm gathering. I don't think so. I'd, I'd almost rather see you paying off your dad faster than your mortgage faster. Yeah. Because the mortgage, it's it's a set number. You're making it. 
it's you're not it's not like your mor- your mortgage is, is an eight percent mortgage it's a it's four percent mm-hmm. pity it's not two percent but whatever four is pretty low well see I, we tried to refinance during that you know one and a half two percent time um but we couldn't because of that lien <laughs> so uh, ultimately okay. we're like hey you know what four and a, four Four percent's okay. We're good. It's you not, know, it's not bad. It's right. not bad in the scheme of things. So, and one more little note on that: um, the theory with the whole Dave Ramsey thing is he, he always says that your number one wealth building tool is your income. So, so once we pay off the house, that t- you know that two thousand dollars is just stacking up. You know, right. But, right. Anyway. right. Or you know that that two thousand bucks extra that you're if if. if you know, to to, uh, to agree with him, but also to counter what he said at the same time is the, the extra two thousand a month in paying off the mortgage. If you put that into an S and P five hundred Vanguard account every month, and and you know, again, I can't predict markets month by month, but in general, the market's up seven eight percent a year, and it compounds. Right. You know, with compounding, it's compounding is one of the free. I see you have five minutes left. Is one of the free lunches we get. So I love that. You know, you, you could also think of allocating that money to an S and P five hundred Vanguard account. Right. Absolutely. I love it. And and it's over there. It's like it's it's the instead of like you 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 take that two, that same two thousand, and maybe you 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 allocate a thousand to paying off your dad faster, and a thousand to an S and P five hundred uh-huh. Vanguard fund, um, and let that grow. You know. And again, I, I can't. It's 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 even illegal since I'm a registered rep to, to suggest. But you know, it looks like we're not going into a recession, and the market sold off so much that I I can't imagine there's a lot of downside risk left right now in the stock market. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll I'll. I'll re- some thoughts. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I want the reader. Yeah. I want the redirection. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I mean, you're doing great overall. You know, these are all, these are all fine tuning adjustments, quite frankly, you know, and, um, which is great. I mean, I have a new DA sponsee who's, I met him at an AA meeting. He spoke at an AA meeting a week ago and he has 17 years sober and he's doing all this AA service. And, and I noticed he looks a little bit disheveled at week. And, and then he said, you know, Oh, I bring service to the psychiatric ward of Lenox Hill Hospital every Tuesday at a meeting, and I meet volunteers. And of course, I volunteered, and he said, of course, I went that Tuesday. He's like, oh, great, Tuesday. So we, we met, and we hung out a little after. We had the same subway ride back to Brooklyn, and, and he's like, you know, I'm 17 years sober, and I'm dead, and I can't make money, and I, I have, like, two pairs of jeans, and I was like, oh, there's a program called DA. He's like, oh, my God, it was my first meeting last Saturday. I said... So guess what? I'm his sponsor. Nice, he, nice. So, I love but it. What I, part of what I'm saying, like, I, like it's, it's. I'm working with someone who's like fresh with all the insanity of, of debt and no money to buy clothes, like even to buy new clothes. And the, the vagueness. <laughs> yes. Oh, the total. I said. I said. He, he got that. I said. You know, if I can summarize it in one sentence, it's, it's clarity versus vagueness. I love it. Beautiful. So, so you know, so just just juxtaposing someone like him to you, like you're you're well on your way to, you know, I, I can tell you're in multiple programs too. Like you, and you have a glow. You Thank know? you, man. 
In our last two minutes, what are your thoughts on the Tesla and and my timeline or, you know, your thoughts on that? I think buying an electric vehicle is really smart. I personally have come to hate the personality of Elon Musk. I think he's a total dick. So, and so like I used to rent Teslas when I'd rent a car because I rent a car once a month. Yeah, you shared that with me. Yeah. So, I'm going to buy an electric vehicle and I probably want to buy an American-made one because you get the tax, you know, it has to be seventy percent American made to get the the, the tax incentive. Okay. Okay. But you know, a buddy of mine just bought the Ford pickup truck, electric vehicle. You know, there there are going to be other options, and, and I just don't know that I want to be like a, a Tesla bro. Right. You know, to me, it's see, but I, you know, I maybe a, you know, I, I'm a progressive New York liberal. You know, so like Tesla bros like are a thing up here. Like, oh, he's a Tesla bro. Whereas, <laughs> you know. Like, it's almost like being a Republican. It's almost that bad. You guys are far more advanced up there than we are down here. Than, well, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a different milieu that way. So you're only seen as being really progressive and almost liberal for even having like a vehicle, period. Right. 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 And, so just, and, and being in the solar industry. Oh, they put me in a right, box right away. Thing, the whole thing. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But I totally get the EV thing. It's, it's, they're better. I mean, they're great. When I drove a Tesla the first time. Awesome. You hit the gas. It's not the gas. You hit the... The gas. The power. <laughs> you hit the gas. You know, it's not, and boom, 